Welcome to number the Slaput uh, Three. Well, it's a third interview with a special guest. Mm-hmm. Oui. Uh, I got to say last time who it was. Do you want to say it this time? I do. Uh, it is a Selene Luna. Did I say it correctly? Oui. 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 <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> you speak French. Oh, it's a, should we do a, the whole podcast in French? Yes. You want to do that? No, I don't polyvoo anything. Oh. I no. But thank you for. Uh, you're probably one of the very few people who know how to say my name. So thank you. Not a Selena Luna. No. no? Okay. <laughs> or Selini. Selini. Oh, Selini. Like that. Reminds, a lot of people call me Selini, and I feel like they're ordering pasta. Sel- so, <laughs> Yes, I'll take that with the pink sauce, please. Cellini? How do you even get that from it? It's very Fellini. <laughs> I can get with it, but it's too confusing. And <laughs> Selene means moon, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So it you're, does. you're moon moon. Moon moon, yes. My family, even though we're Mexican, we're not. there's not an ounce of Greek in us, but they're really into like uh, Greek mythology. And oh. so a lot of like my cousins and we all have some kind of Greek name. Aww. So it's kind of funny. Very pretty. You were born in uh, Tijuana? Yes, yes. I was born in Mexico. How long mm. did you live there before you moved? Oh, um, thank God. Only like three years and I have no memory of it. Oh. Yeah, I moved to this. My parents moved us to the States when I was three years old. And you have uh, siblings? Yes, I do. I have um, a brother and a sister. And uh, Where I, are they now? All over the place. Yeah. Uh, my brother lives in the South, which is really weird. He's probably the darkest person in Georgia. And... Uh, <laughs> My sister's, she lives in Southern California. She's a beach bunny. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, we haven't really uh, said who uh, who our guest is, what she is doing. Should we mention that? Yeah, well, I, I thought uh, it would come out. Oh, okay. Uh, in the course of a conversation? Well, yeah, I thought it maybe organically, it just will... You know, oh, oh, did I mess it up, Bibi? A little bit, yeah. Oh, okay, so uh, continue then, Bibi, with your line of question. I'm... <laughs> I'm warming up the the audience. You know, you get to know Selene a little bit about her her personal life. You um, really how many brothers and sisters she has? It's very interesting. Yes, of course it, it is. I'm I'm sure their <laughs> geographical locations was riveting. <laughs> I, I, well, I went a little long with that. <laughs> no, not at all. I just you know I know that we've met your mum. Yes, she's come to shows. And yes, she's adorable, and I just wanted to know—you know—you have a family that uh, seems to support you in what you do. I think when uh, when you have a family like that, it's good to hear about them. Am I wrong? No, not at no. all, baby. Thank no, you very much. Merci. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I have my my family's very supportive of my shenanigans. Uh, you're a lucky lady. So now you can ask her what she does. Would you like to say what you do? Sure, I'm a actress, comic, and burlesque artist. That is uh, that is exactly right. That's how we know you from mm-hmm. those things. Yes. Uh, originally, we met her at uh, Velvet Hammer. It's a burlesque show. It's it was. W- it was like the beginning of burlesque revival in Los Angeles, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I really think that troupe single-handedly revived the burlesque um, craze that we know today. Um, but they really started it in the early '90s. I didn't get involved till later. And um, but at the time, I mean, as far as um, from my knowledge, uh, <laughs> which could be limited, as far as I remember, um, at the time you could only really see burlesque with Dita Von Tees, Catherine Delish, or a Velvet Hammer show. Yes. And then, um, and then of course, uh, a handful of our sisters in New York. But uh, other than that, no one else was really doing it. 
and um, it kind of just exploded by the end of the 90s. That was a Velvet Hammer for me was the first neo-burlesque that I knew of, you know, and that was like, I guess, 12 or 13 years ago. Yeah, me Cause, too. Cause it was we my met, first exposure to the neo-burlesque yes. revival. And we have known you for 10 years, I think, because we started in 2001. At least. And you were doing it already before that. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing God, you. I thought you guys were doing it longer than that. No. No, you started before us. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. Time yeah. flies. Is that the first burlesque you had done? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, and I actually knew uh, the Velvet Hammer girls from before they were officially Velvet Hammer. Because we all used to perform in the same cabaret. Do you remember Rodolfo's? Yes. Um, in Silver Lake. And uh, uh, so we were doing a cabaret that was hosted by Kate Valentine. Oh. So at the time, I was working with Christopher Wonder. I was his magician's assistant. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then the Velvet Hammer girls were like five women called the International Women of the World. Oh, yeah. And uh, Who's that? So Rita, Michelle? Was it Rita, Yeah, Michelle, it was Rita, Michelle, I think Maria... Bazaldu? Uh -huh. I probably butchered her last name. No, I was just so excited to hear someone say that last name because yeah. I never know how to Bizaldu. pronounce it. <laughs> oh, I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. I hope I am. I can't remember who else, and I'm sure. And Annie. And Annie really got me um, kind of involved. Um, but uh, anyway, Annie and Michelle Carr really are the ones that brought me in. But that's how I knew them. Okay. You know, from the international girls of the world. <laughs> Is that how you say? It is, yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so they are performing at the uh, Rodolfo's. They are doing was it show. burlesque? It was more cabaret? It was, uh, they were doing burlesque, but it was kind of a, a, a cabaret show. And uh, you work with the magician extraordinaire, Christopher Wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very famous. He has a silky chicken. He has a silky chicken in his act. He's a fantastic man. Mm -hmm. uh, many tattoos. And after that, so this is about when? Mid-90s, late-90s, something like that? I think I started with Velvet Hammer. My official induction, I think, was... Um, my brain is really foggy, but it ha maybe like 97? Uh, sounds about right. 97 or 98? I think that's what they were, they were... They were saying that they started the Velvet Hammer maybe around 96, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Or they started performing, you know. Yes. So Michelle says. We, I remember seeing you first time in Velvet Hammer doing uh, the job that we eventually had, which mm -hmm. was a pick up the clothes. Mm -hmm. You did that maybe once or twice. I think I remember you were a Betty Boop. Does that <laughs> <Yeah>. sound familiar? <laughs> a horrifying Betty Boop. Why horrifying? Because I sucked. I really <laughs> sucked. And um, I just wanted to do the Velvet Hammer show. And, um, and at the time, I was um, kind of had my finger on the impersonator pulse. Like, I had several friends who were basically, you know, uh, they were impersonators like Marilyn and just different ones. And so I was just always trying to figure out, as we all are, how to make a buck in showbiz. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to continue to, like, expand your repertoire no matter what, whether or not you're good at it. <laughs> and um, so I wasn't good at it, but I had a really good look. I like, I, I think I did the look very well, the Betty Boop look very well. But I couldn't sing my way out of a paper bag, <laughs> like at all whatsoever. So, um, so I sold myself as like, oh well, I'll do a Betty Boop number, you know, for the Velvet Hammer show. And so I did it. It was horrible. You did a number? Yeah, I, I sang a Betty Boop song. I don't even remember. I'm sure I want to be loved by you. Some crappy standard, you know. But I guess the audience didn't care. God bless them. They were always like really up for a party. They didn't care. I yeah. don't remember you being horrible. 
I, I was you pretty do? traumatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, and then I, I did the pickup costumes. So that was right. my first jumping in. That that was our entree into Velvet Hammer. We wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and that's how we thought would be a good way, you know, French made. Yeah. The mm. first time I saw the show, I was like blown away. Probably like you, like, how can I just get in there? Mm-hmm. But um, did not want to take off clothing. But mm. you came up with some amazing burlesque acts that you did afterwards. Thank uh, you. W- would you do? You, would you like to mention some of them? Because I could mention some of them. Sure. Um, well, I may need you to jog my memory, but <laughs> one of them involved a baby carriage. Yes, the baby carriage. Yes. Uh, well, after my first uh, induction into the troupe, Michelle Carr asked, called me one day and asked me if I wanted to be one of the uh, burlesque dancers, uh, do a strip tease, and um, I thought it was the most horrifying idea on earth. But then I just went for it. I was like, oh, fuck it. You know, I'm doing my French. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) Why horrifying? Because like being naked on stage. It's like, oh, God, somebody (laughs) kill me. That's my nightmare. We still feel that I still have sex with the lights off. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? But anyway, but it was like a creative challenge for me. So I just went for it. So, um, yeah, my first few numbers, I think, were pretty weak. But, but, you know, eventually evolved into stuff. And I got really, really into it. And my baby number was one of them. Did you come up with that number yourself? I did. I I came up with all my numbers. You did? Okay. Yes. And the reason I I did... uh, what my baby number is, is um, I'm hiding in an old-fashioned baby carriage, and then I strip out of it. But um, a lot of people were offended by that number because, well, first of all, I would start off by calling it Amber Alert. So I think that was pretty <laughs> offensive. But I just, I'd like to take this moment to explain myself. I mean, it was kind of a high art concept in my mind, but I didn't expect people to just automatically understand what I was doing. That number was really my homage to little people in silent films who were always p- dressed up as babies oh, yeah. and were jewel thieves. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and that was really my homage, and that's why I have, like, the cigar. And I was going to say cigar. Like, I'm picturing the little man. in. Yeah. But, he, of course, he has to have something... Uh, uh, some giant prop that's you know yes that makes him, oh he's an adult yeah because <laughs> his five o'clock shadow yeah. didn't give him away <laughs> yes. yeah so that's really i always feel like i need to explain it because i've done several interviews where people are like they think there's some pedophile angle to it or like i'm sexualizing children and they have like they go like far off into some fucked up like politically correct space with it. What? Yeah, and I'm like, it shocks me that people even go there. I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, yeah, that's sick. And um, so I always feel compelled to explain that oh, number. You know, I like that you uh, maybe want to say that that's offensive. When I remember that my twin and I did a dance with the Vaginal Davis mm-hmm. uh, wearing blackface, and we oh, had yeah. uh, some giant uh, watermelons that we danced with him. So that I think may be offensive to some people. Baby yeah. college to me not so offensive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. And by the way, that number. I thought was amazing. Wasn't it with uh, Buster Butane's, wasn't that Vaj's character for that? Was that his name? Was that, I think, but was that the one where he dresses up as a chicken? Yes. Yeah, uh, it's, it's bottom a, half is chicken. 
It's an actual character. Yeah. yeah. character. And he took, I mean, I've seen a photo and it's exactly the same costume. It's, it's yeah. full on minstrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, um, but you guys did it so beautifully. And that's really what I was trying to convey with my baby carriage number. It's really like an homage to um, original vaudeville and the people who did it first. And, you know, it'd be one thing if Vag was a white guy doing it. Yeah. But he's not, no, you he's know. A, like it's six and a half foot tall uh, uh, African American drag queen, mm-hmm. you know, in blackface. Yeah. Who who has a chicken outfit that he he decided to do that, you know. Yeah. It's very it, different than a. It, it's it's basically you know the the performers owning it. Yes, yeah. exactly. N- you know, and so yeah. anyway, I love that number you guys did. Oh, we still have a watermelon on there. Oh, oh my God, you do! <laughs> on I remember the. Oh my God. Proudly displayed, yes. Oh, I love those. Yes. I, love, I love that number. Oh, my God. I remember falling out of my seat. Uh. It was incredible. There's so many good Velvet Hammer memories. Mm-hmm. One act you did that I loved was a uh, Christmas tree. Oh, thank you. It was a. Uh, it starts off in the center of the stage. Yes. In just stationary. And a little Christmas tree. And all of a sudden, it pops up and starts spinning around. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> not not everyone can do that. No. Well, not everyone fits in a tiny, <laughs> tiny Christmas tree. Not everybody, no. Yeah. Uh, you know what I like about your acts that appeals to me is that there's an element of, um, well, definitely humor mm-hmm. mixed with sexiness. It's, it kind of goes, takes you in different directions with you. Um, Thank you. A lot of tongue-in-cheek. And I think we really enjoy things that are maybe a little... We call it, when we do things, we usually call it grotesque because we Mm -hmm. like playing with the idea that twins together performing is supposed to be very sexy. Mm -hmm. And we like to maybe hint at that and uh, then disgust people if we can, you know? Yes. I don't think you have any disgusting acts, but there's always, it's always twisted a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. I, that's kind of my goal or that's what inspires me is just to kind of uh, seduce through humor. Yes. Uh, Because that's really all I know is humor. But yeah, I love sexy humor. Yeah, so. because it's intelligent, I think. It's, yeah. It has that appeal. That's one thing that does bore me about... Uh, I'm just going to say it. It really bores me when burlesque is literal. Because I think people lose the meaning of burlesque. Burlesque means comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that gets completely lost when somebody's so concerned about just looking hot. It's okay. like, well, you're not doing burlesque at that point. No, you're just uh, doing taking off some clothes. It's just a vanity number. Right. You have some sparkles, and now they're on the floor. Yeah. You know? yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know that sounded really, I don't know, judgmental. That's just what I enjoy as an audience member. You know, I, I yes. enjoy watching somebody who's got a sense of humor mm-hmm. about their sexiness. I think you need that. Otherwise, well, I mean, you go to a strip club to see stripping, but you mm-hmm. go to a burlesque show to see... Yeah. Theater. Theater, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what it is yeah are you involved with burlesque now i am i am involved in burlesque um i stopped doing it for a while just because i don't know i wanted to do something different but it's like the mob it sucked me back in Mm -hmm. so um currently i i pretty much only do it with um touring with dita von i love doing her show because she also has one of the very few shows that are um you know high production high quality absolute theater mm-hmm, you know yes. it's total theater and i just love that and there aren't a lot of uh, opportunities um, to be involved in that kind of show you know ever since velvet hammer has disbanded yeah or retired it's on a hiatus indefinitely yeah. <laughs> so we should have talked about getting people together again oh 
but I don't that know would be happened. so amazing yeah. that would be so fun uh dita show uh, is a show it's a bella show uh, i wouldn't say there's a lot of humor Mm-hmm. But there, but the production values, as you say, are so high mm-hmm. that it is a uh, pretty stunning to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I have to say, but the humor is in definitely in the supporting acts. Oh, it is. There's a lot of humor in it, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, just like first of all, our MC is just the greatest in the world, Murray Hill from New York. He's unmatched. I'm his biggest fan, a great friend. Um, he's the Don Rickles of our time if you ask me. And then there's Dirty Martini, who she always does everything with humor. Right. You yes. know, but uh, I mean, I think Dita is, perhaps her numbers are more the uh, pretty glamorous, right, yes. sexy, you know. Um, but even with her, there is an element of humor in the sense, for example, she does a, um, I mean, it's a very subtle element of humor. You know, she does this uh, bucking bronco, what is that, a me- mechanical bull oh, yes. number. And it's stunning, incredibly seductive and gorgeous. But she's up there laughing at herself. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she really is. But uh, not as blatant, I don't think, as the rest of us. But, you know, but that's what sets her apart from the rest. You know, she does it her way. Well, yeah, I mean, when you watch her, you know what you're going to get. It's something, like, exquisite. But let's talk about some of the other stuff that you have done since then. One of the things that we have seen was uh, your own show that you did at uh, Casa Casita del Campo, yes? Mm-hmm. It was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that you have done some since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a pretty amazing show. You do talk about in the beginning about uh, where you're from and mm-hmm. you show some pictures of yourself when you're very small so cute. very small so thank you yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you talk a lot about your life you know in general mm-hmm. yes uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that show sure For, and of course I'm already like oh that show sucked oh my god what? no I just uh, I, I'm being silly you're being a Virgo aren't you I'm being <laughs> a Virgo you're being a bit of a Virgo right now <laughs> No, and thank you for being for this kind words actually, and it actually meant, meant a lot to me that you guys saw it. And um, it was amazing; it was sold out show. It inspired Everybody was going crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you. I guess I just feel like as a writer or performer, like the next show that I do, I always feel like it's an evolution. Oh, of course. And then I can't relate to the previous show anymore. Yes. But you well, guys that, know that's what, what makes that's you like. a professional. You know, yeah. you're not going, oh, yes, the thing I did five years ago is golden. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I need to do no more that's work. That's true. <laughs> no, I, I, always, I feel like, oh, no, I'm like, it's much better now. Please, you got to believe well, me. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about your new show then. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I now um, I've been, um, I've kind of been leading a double life the last few years. Uh, really, ever since I left burlesque for a while, I been the double life of stand-up comedy yes you know so i've been really really doing that um intensely the last few years and um so my solo show now is really structured in a different way there's no bells and whistles i think in the past i always felt like i needed video and music and dance numbers and you know i needed all these elements which were really a crutch to not be 100% vulnerable, mm. you know, because you got these bells and whistles, they're a distraction. That means I don't really have to dig deep and just be raw on stage. But now, um, since I, I've had so much experience now doing stand-up, it's a lot easier for me to just cut out all the bells and whistles and just really keep it real. I think that's what the kids say. Uh-huh. Yes. It, keep it uh, <laughs> real. And, um, so it's just me and a mic talking shit. 
just me in a microphone expressing my perspective, I guess. My point of view. Well, I watch Selene's Hollywood Confidential. Mm-hmm. Yes. I watched the, uh, it's a three-part, uh, what would you call it? It's a three-part web series. Yes, three-part yeah. web series. And it, it involves the making of your uh, show. Is, is this the same show that you are doing now? The uh, live show? Um, it's adjacent. Okay. Yes. Not really. Not um, really? Yeah, <laughs> dancing and all that. Oh, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, it's not yeah, just you and a mic. Like, because that had, and all that. That was really a ploy to try to get somebody to give me a TV show. Uh, which you yeah. deserve, I have to say. Thank I am, you. I am flabbergasted you do not have your own reality show. Thank you. You're going to make me cry. Me too. And you know what? I, um, As a result of doing that web series, it paid off in the sense where I did get a lot of like network meetings out of it, yes. which was great. That was the goal. But the, the constant feedback I got from these program developers... Or that they love the show, they'd love to do it, they think the characters are interesting, but I'm not a rich slut. Oh, no. They literally said that to me. Like, three different program directors said, yeah, but you're not a rich slut. Like, you don't have a sex video out, or you're not, like, just famous for no reason. (laughs) And that's why I kept getting the door slammed in my face, because basically it wasn't trashy. It wasn't trashy enough. I'm like, well, we'll fight. As it was, I was already like, there are in my little series, there's already like a few contrived like fights that we tried to instigate like dumb shit that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, no, they're just, it's just not trashy. You fighted with a French lady. Yes, I, I did. <laughs> that stood out to me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so you, you're not shallow enough to. Exactly. Or slutty enough. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, I can be, I can be. They're like, oh. In your stage show, you had some video Mm -hmm. of you. It was kind of, uh, you were doing a foot fetish uh, video. Yes. Um, mm, Perhaps a little stoned. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And... um, laughing your ass off while you're trying to well, I don't know switch a banana or something yes you're very very into the foot obviously very into foot fetish video not really at all uh-huh. you were laughing the entire time um and the audience was also laughing it was maybe one of the funniest things I've ever seen oh I'm so happy to hear that you have to if you have a video we should put it up a link if you want to yeah I um, should because it kind of takes the piece out of a foot fetish video mm-hmm. like I've never seen before in my life it was a very honest portrayal of what it's like to maybe have a banana in your toes uh-huh. <laughs> but you know I can see where that you know technically k-sex video whatever but you seem smart in it and you seem like a real person so I guess that doesn't count as a real sex video does it I guess not no I hope not (laughs) (laughs) no you have to pretend that you're very uh, you know first you to do the sex video you have to pretend that it's really happening that you're not aware maybe that a camera is there yeah (laughs) that you want to be doing it and uh, the the bonus is that um, someone's paying you but really you want to be doing it yes it's my pleasure to do (laughs) it. exactly that is it Uh, and then when it gets released you know you you are you are mortified by mm-hmm. this thing, you know, that everybody's looking at. That that is what needs to happen. So I know. I should maybe I should leak it and perhaps yes. that'll get me the T V show. That I need. is what <laughs> we I think what we should do is leak that uh, foot fetish But I need video. rich parents, though, for I need to be an oh. heiress of something first. Oops. So <laughs> right. how do we do that? How do we get that going? <laughs> Someone we'll, adopt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. Okay, so uh, you have done some other things. You, you were on the Cho Show. 
mm-hmm. which was a uh, also very smart show, which is maybe why it only had one season. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Thank you. There's some genuine feeling in that show, um, mm. from what I could tell. That's another thing we didn't fight. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> like that. They didn't like that we were just having fun hanging out. Everybody got along. Yeah. Nobody was bitchy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we all like love each other in real life. Yeah. We're all good friends and we just, I don't know, we couldn't fight. We had like no reason to fight. Margaret, uh, we know Margaret a little bit from, because she also did some burlesque. Mm-hmm. We were talking with her maybe a month ago about uh, theatricalness of burlesque. And it's kind of same conversation about uh, the beginnings of neo-burlesque versus what you might see now sometimes when maybe it's become a little diluted and mm-hmm. um, not so much humor, not so much creativity or whatever. Maybe a little more working your shit out on stage. Yes, mm-hmm. a little bit of that. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. Um, but Margaret is lovely, you know. She mm. is a very complimentary, very supportive lady, you know. Yeah, she's a true gal's gal. Yeah, so that doesn't work so well on a television, I guess. No, it doesn't. Because all we want to do is help each other and better each other. Yes. It's like that doesn't work on TV. And um, But I, I just wanted to mention that I, I also like, I really love Margaret's burlesque. And, you know, we've performed with her. And um, and because she totally does it with humor as well. Yes. All her numbers are really funny, and but really sensual too. Oh, it's the best combination. Mm-hmm. Yes. She is such a funny lady. I can't imagine her. If she did not do uh, some humor, it would be very strange. Oh, it'd be disappointing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Maybe yeah. a little uncomfortable. Yeah, it'd be awkward. <laughs> Uh, and so speaking of uh, humor in your performances, uh, I was very delighted to see you in a little movie called uh, Bloody Valentine. Oh, thank 3D. you. My favorite part about your character is you are playing like a 55-year-old woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You are in, a ter- it's a term you have coined called mom drag. Yes. And there's no given reason for that. Uh, you are just 55-year-old woman. You are, you are t- tell us a little, your role was a... I think you were proprietress or something of a hotel? Yes, I was the innkeeper. Innkeeper, Where everyone yes. got slaughtered. Yes. Including myself. <laughs> D- yeah. How did that role come about for you? Well, interesting you should bring it up because it was a direct result of a burlesque number I did. Just for fun, I did a, um, a mom drag burlesque number where... I just looked hideous. I had some ugly, like, short wig. And just, like, ugly, like, Midwestern lady that you see at the airport, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't say they're ugly. They're not ugly. They're just a special type it's, of woman. It's a different type. It's not like L.A. No, it's not your, it's, it's not your L.A. person. It's probably um, a better representation of, like, a typical American woman. Exactly. Not like a, not like a MILF. No, not a MILF. It's kind of like those moms who have, like short hair and they look like butch dykes but they don't think they have no idea they look butch right. they're just like soccer moms yeah. yeah they turn 42 and immediately they get the haircut exactly yes. and then they spike it up a little with some gel yes so yeah. that keeps it edgy and, and yeah and, uh, yeah exactly so that kind of uh american um i guess per, uh, character or whatever person really inspires me and um, it's kind of a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine because I, I, ha- I enjoy their taste, you know, because it's just so hideous that it's amazing. And you just can't imagine what, what they see when they look in the mirror. Yeah, it's just like, 
I don't know. It's so off the rack Walmart, you know, puffy paint sweaters and, mm-hmm. you know, that culture. And um, which I, to me, that's fringy. The, the puffy yeah. paint culture. Yeah. <laughs> well, be, is it because we don't see it often? in? Yeah, it's exotic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yes. exotic because we don't see that here. And no. you don't see that in like New York, Miami, San Francisco, you know, the big cities. You don't really see that. So I find it very exotic and thrilling. I, I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. So I so I did a so I did a character like that, and I stripped to um, Phil Collins in the air at night. <laughs> Sensual. Yeah, and um, one of the uh, big wigs. He's actually a dear friend of mine, um, but he's a at the time was the president of something at Lionsgate. So he called me in to do to replicate that character in My Bloody Valentine. Oh, wow. That yeah. is awesome. So it's yeah. that is the best kind of job. There's no audition. Yeah. They know they know what they want, they know what they're getting and you come in and you do your Well, yeah, they were inspired by Mom Drag. Oh, that is awesome. It was like, wow, who knew? But you do get killed in this movie. Yeah, a little too quick, I must say. How far into the movie are you getting killed? I don't know, like I'm being greedy, like 25 minutes into it. Really? 20, 25, that's I think. Early that's yeah. kind of into it. I thought I felt like you're in it for much longer, but I do know yeah. there were not enough scenes for my liking. Thank you. Uh, you get uh, killed, if I made you a spoiler, uh, it oh, is yeah. a pickaxe through the chin. Yes. And you lift it up to the ceiling. Yes. And you get a, like an electrical shock or something like that. Yeah, so something y- like my legs wiggle, <laughs> hanging in the air. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> Very scary for us. Uh, they used at that point a dummy, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was pretty hardcore. I mean, that was really my first ever proper like feature film, you know, blockbustery feature film. It made like 14 million that weekend or something. You know, I never see a horror film, but I saw that one in the theater. Sweet. Yeah. But I, I preface with that because um, I had like three body doubles, a stunt person and wow. three dummies. It Whoa. was intense. Why so many body doubles? I, I never realized how, how hardcore it was. I mean, I guess everybody gets them, but um, I don't know why. I had a... Oh, no, there, there was a, actually a stand-in, like human beings, mm-hmm. like a stand-in and two stunt people. Wow. So I never really ever get touched at all. Oh, wow. and, um, and, then, uh, and then aside from that, like... Uh, three like dummies replicas of my body and um, they're amazing they look exactly like me and they gave me one as a gift I was going to say yeah (laughs) yeah which is pretty awesome it's in your home right now it actually hangs in my hallway just like the way it does in the movie it has the pickaxe and everything whoa so it's like full face full the exact same like the wig the costume the entire outfit oh, wow. the little boots the exact same face and makeup if you're going to the bathroom at night or something it scares you or no no but it scares my guests oh, Good. <laughs> it scares them because that's it's at the very end of the hallway i have a long hallway right next to the bathroom and yeah it freaks newcomers out awesome that's i used to have it in my bedroom but it was messing up my dating action <laughs> And when I remember, uh, yeah, it, it creeped someone out, <laughs> so I moved it. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not in a position to scare anyone away. So. <laughs> you, you never use it for carp- carpooling or anything like that? You know what? I would. Yeah. I actually would love to, but uh, it weighs a ton. It does? Oh. Okay, I weigh 68 pounds, which is kind of funny. And that thing weighs like 200 pounds. What? <laughs> What's it made out of? I don't, it's so like, I don't even know. It's so solid and heavy. Whoa. And then I think a lot of the weight is the pickaxe. Oh. It's a real pickaxe oh. like, <laughs> made of wood and steel. So maybe not put it in a carpool yeah, lane. You, I get, can't, you get pulled over for I could barely reasons. move it. I, and like two men needed to hang it up for me. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That is very, very funny. 
<laughs> you know, I have a, speaking of your apartment, I was there once. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I had a very good time. It was after a, a book, book top show. Yeah. God, that was so long ago. It yeah. looks so different now. Does it? It was so, it was very charming then. Oh, thank it. you. But, um. I had one of the best nights of my life there. You were on fire. It was like three in the morning. <laughs> and we were, do you remember the shoes? Someone had given you a pair of shoes that they thought would be your style. Yes! <laughs> yes! And they were like, that's the first time I ever heard the expression, um, hi, have we met? Because yeah. <laughs> the person gave you these shoes that were like platform, um, <sighs> They looked orthopedic. Yes, they were straight up like Halloween headquarters yeah. meets <laughs> Minnie Mouse. We're laughing about some Selene disappears into the kitchen. <laughs> and then she comes out. You came out with the shoes on and a curtain rod. <laughs> like a crutch. <laughs> <laughs> like I had polio or something. Yes. <laughs> you describe it as a, like a tiny Tim. It was like a tiny Yes, tip, yeah. yes. I, I was completely sold. I don't know if I'd see, I didn't know the extent of your sense of humor until I saw that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a very fond memory. Oh um, my God, that means a lot. Yeah. Thanks. It's one of those nights, you know, you just, I don't know where you were, but... Um, I know, where was I? Yeah, it was just one of those nights that kept going and going and going. It was, um, Selene was a door girl at Club Brick Tops, which was a 20s club that existed for like three years or two years or something. Something like that. I can't remember. It was uh, hosted by uh, aforementioned Vaginal Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that it's gone now because that was an amazing club. It was like, fun. We had a lot of fun there. Yeah. It was weekly and uh, yeah, Vaj hosted as Miss Bricktop and she would like go into a trance and produce these soliloquies that I don't I don't know where they came from. They were just like She was incredible. Yeah. She was incredible. I actually learned a lot from her in Maya. She's uh the very first person I performed with um at the El Rey. I I like to call Vag Vaginal Davis my one of my definite like stage moms, mm. you know, in the early days, even like long before Velvet Hammer and all that. I've been uh just kind of in Vag's world and Vag is just such a, a brilliant performer and writer and I, I learned so much from her yeah it's, I, I felt very honored to be able to do brick tops as many times as we did yeah. she was uh, one of the first person who have us um just mm-hmm. you know you you come on stage just invite uh do a thing doesn't need to know what we're doing she just trusts us and we go on and do some acts on her stage and it was a uh, fantastic we I learn a lot from doing brick tops yeah, yeah. I, I mean and you guys could not have been better for brick tops i mean oh. you're just like well, you're so lifestyle. It, you know, it was uh, it definitely having you guys there and whenever you guys performed there, it was like, wow, we really are in Paris 1920s. Oh. You know, it was fantastic. Oh, really special it's time. nice to hear. It, like so many great things in Los Angeles, it's gone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a mini mall now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I almost like, believed you for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a chase bank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like the Derby. We uh, wanted to talk a little bit about, um, and you address this in your stand-up a lot, about people thinking just because of the way you're born Mm -hmm. that, you know, ridiculous things. Yes. And as twins, we have certain experience with that. I wonder if you can relate at all. From the time we were little children, Mm -hmm. lots of people staring and cooing, and I'm sure you got this because you were an adorable little baby. Uh (laughs) Um, It's kind of like a little sense of celebrity in a way, Mm -hmm. the kind of attention you get. Mm -hmm. 
But then as you get older, of course, I don't know why people do this, but things that were positive when you were little become less positive. I don't know why human beings have such a hard time not being able to relate to anything that's different than them. Yeah. I would say that you have probably the most opposite problem that we do, where people think that we are indistinguishable from each other. Mm -hmm. um, you, are, you are unique in mm -hmm. the eyes of people. And for us, I have to say, okay, all of us are Virgos. Yes. We have, we're pretty particular people. We can be cranky, I know. Mm -hmm. But we find ourselves answering the same five questions all the time. And I think we have a bit of a responsibility to be polite Mm -hmm. and have a smile on yeah, your face for, for example like yes. even with uh, even with people i've known for a long time um i feel that i have to in the first two or three minutes of conversation this is with people i know i have to specify uh that i just saw bb and uh and whatever else so that they know that they are talking to fifi and i feel <laughs> that and i can sometimes i can actually see on their face like uh, re relaxing because uh now oh they know who they are talking to <laughs> and it's a uh, you know i feel like it's my duty because i feel like i just by talking to them i'm putting them into a weird place you know <laughs> like they're going to be a little uncomfortable <laughs> until they understand exactly who they're talking to i'm guilty of that <laughs> <laughs> yes you are i, I know <laughs> But you know, Horrible. but you know, I understand, you know, it's like, and I, I do that to people that I like, because, you know, mm. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. We know people who still uh, will just to our faces say, uh, which one are you? And, you know, as if we are maybe eight years old or something like that. And I understand on the one hand that, you know, it's hard, we look the same, and then we don't, and then we do, and you haven't seen us for two months, and all of a sudden my hair is longer than hers and whatever. You know, I feel that in a way, we are a little bit responsible for that. But then also it gets annoying. Is it that is a part of the point, yes. Yeah, it gets very annoying, but you kind of have to have a smile on your face a lot, and it's a little exhausting at mm -hmm. times. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just want to see if you have any thoughts on that, on um, how to address when uh, you get a boring question, or yeah, it's just like a, it's your civic duty to be polite and patient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, both of you explained it perfectly i mean better than i could i i um it takes a lot of patience a lot of patience you know it's 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 a, a very sweet blessing to uh be a unique individual and be appreciated for it oh yeah and um especially you know being in showbiz yes. it gives you an extra edge mm -hmm. but uh but with that comes the price yes. of biting your tongue <laughs> and sometimes not being able to yeah. and hurting people <laughs> I know I, I'm guilty of that, but I have to say, but this is really why I do stand up because I, I have finally found a platform where I could address what everyone's thinking and just address it all at once and answer everyone's questions at once mm -hmm. and just be done with it and yeah. do it with a sense of humor. So as a Virgo, it's very convenient for you. It's, you very, know? it's practical. It is yes. very practical. It's very efficient and organized. Yes. I address everything, boom, 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 <laughs> you know. And then it's also, I have the privilege of having the fourth wall where you're not really interacting directly yeah. with somebody. Yes. <laughs> And you don't have to deal with the stupid questions. Yeah. You just go tell it to them, mm -hmm. and then it's over. You know, there are no questions are left. But um, but also, uh, my reaction sometimes depends on the tone mm -hmm. of the person. Because I'm sure you guys, ex you know, you experience this where um, instead of like, it's all about how someone addresses you. Yes. You know, you don't want to hear. So which one are you? 
Right. You know, yes. it's, it, that's objectifying. Yes. You know, but if somebody puts it politely, you know, just like... Oh, you can see they're struggling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, know? please forgive me. Yes. I'm an idiot. Yes. I'm, you know... And then you kind of just feel bad for Oh, them. yeah, you never... I never feel... If somebody is yeah. upfront like that, you always want to make them feel better. Yeah, know? yeah. But, but, but there are those morons. I mean, I... As you can imagine, just, you know, I get all kinds of crazy random stuff. Fortunately, it's seldom, nice. you know, and I think that has to do with the community I surround myself oh, with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my, uh, my community, our community of friends and, and just basically the, the scene we roll with is also kind of a protective barrier for me. Yeah. You know, I don't, in a sense, I don't feel like I have to deal with the real world yes. because of the people I surround myself with. But if I'm like doing a stand-up gig in, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, then that's where you got to like handle it. Do you travel with um, your stand-up? I do. I do. Not, of course, not as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. And that's also a really great way to learn about people and different mom looks uh-huh. <laughs> you know like it's weird i mean because the stand-up world i earlier i said that i'm leading a double life because it's just so different from the world we're used to it's like i mean most audiences that you know it's like hey welcome to the chuckle hut you know <laughs> it's real like kind of red state normal people like i you know who got like hey my boss gave me tickets to the chuckle hut you mm-hmm. know it's is there people you would, would never interact with? That's what in I'm saying. I, yeah, I w- we would never cross paths yeah. yes. in a million years. And um, so it's actually, uh, again, I see it as a, a professional luxury or a privilege that I get to, like, I guess, convey my message to people I would never otherwise have an opportunity mm-hmm. to reach. In, in a way that is funny, it's biting, mm-hmm. and it's very clear what, what you're conveying, mm-hmm. which is you're taking um, the piss out of misconceptions or... Yeah. I like that you embellish people mm-hmm. who would be that in- ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but in a funny way. Yeah. I, I, we watch some of your clips and there's one section in particular uh, where you refer to yourself as a sort of like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to either play it or I wish we could play it or maybe people should just go see your stand up because I know you have a lot of shows coming up. It's true. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. yes. And um, they can see my uh, calendar on my website. Yes. So I would very much encourage people to go to see Selene do her stand up. You have some shows. Uh, Akbar, you. you have one coming yes, up? Yes. Um, one I'd like to plug in LA is um, at a, I'm doing a, a solo show at Akbar yes. on, uh, in Silver Lake um, on Friday, oh, I don't know what day it is, but it's December 23rd at 8 o'clock, and it's only $5. It's just a one-off, and it's just for fun. But we're going to put up links yes. to everything. So. Thank you. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before you were getting into stand-up, and you're on television, and movies, and all that stuff, like us, you've probably done some some showbiz gigs that maybe not so much showbiz, but more making a little bit of money. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, we have done some extra gigs, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, one of our favorite gigs had nothing to do with us being twins, actually, but we, are, we were uh, in a... We were in a basement downtown. It was for Coca-Cola. It was a or foam... Or Pepsi or something? One of, some foam, soft drink. It was a foam party. So we're in, oh. the, we're in this <laughs> rickety old building in the basement with 200 other people covered in like this toxic foam for... <laughs> Oh soaking God. wet for you know eight hours oh yes. my God. and i was allergic to the foam for so fifty dollars having <laughs> oh my an God. asthma that's a good one <laughs> it's pretty bad Eat that 
Have you had some uh, gigs like that that maybe were not so glamorous? <laughs> oh my God, I've had more than I can count. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, one that comes to mind right away um, <laughs> is that with an extra on... Um, it was one of those big blockbuster kind of a... It was a monster movie. It was... um. It was like vampires and... Oh, is it Van Helsing? Yes! Okay, yes. All right. Van Helsing! <laughs> so I was some... I forgot what they were called. Some like mini monster. And uh, so I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, me and like 50 other people, like little people. But uh, they pulled me to do this one scene where there was an explosion <laughs> in the science lab. And... Um, <laughs> And I don't know, I may have shared this with you guys in the past, but there was an explosion in the science lab. So I'm like an explosion victim. I'm like lying on the ground and I'm in this like, they had us in these costumes that were like, they weighed a ton. They were impossible to move in. You could barely breathe. You can't see. It was like, like this armored leather costume and like just covered from head to toe. And in it, like, you're muffled. Like, they can't even hear you. <laughs> can't hear you screaming. <laughs> yeah. So I'm lying there, and there's fire going. Like, I'm getting burnt, oh basically. God. <laughs> like, from the explosion, there's, like, oh. sparks going, like, singeing my costume. Oh. And I can feel it. And one goes in my eye. Oh my and goodness. I'm, like, basically, I thought I was going to, like, go up in flames. And I'm screaming. But they thought it was just part of the scene because I'm, like, <laughs> wiggling oh around. And you can't hear me. I'm like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> it was awful. Okay, I think ember in the eye beats out uh, toxic inhalation. Toxic of yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but that was five minutes. You guys did eight hours. Yeah. Um, so it's a toss up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a toss up. But yeah, yeah, it was uh, just horrific. So you're thinking like, oh, I'm getting singled out. I'm going yeah, to be I'm a like, featured. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, all I kept thinking is, great, what is that? My, my day rate's going to bump up because yeah, yes. I'm a feature. <laughs> yeah, it was hell. And then I got some like, as a result of my getting singed, I got a, um, a $50, <laughs> I got a $50 stunt bump. That's enough for like some eyewash. Yeah. And, uh, some band-aids for you. <laughs> and they, they could care less. Oh. They like, no one apologized. They didn't care. Did they understand later that they no, were No, they, they understood what happened and could care oh. less. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Probably okay. worried about being sued if they acknowledged it. Uh, yeah, they didn't yeah. want to admit they knew what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for us, when we go to twin auditions, room full of matching people, which I find pretty fascinating because yes. i don't see twins that often so when i see mm -hmm. them it's just a bunch of like people talking quietly to each other yeah there's a lot of like furtive glances and like <laughs> sizing oh, yeah. everyone else yes. well, who is more identical are we yeah. more yes, identical? yes. <laughs> okay they are who's younger who's fraternal who's yeah. maternal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how is it for casting when you go? Do you still on? do? Uh, do you still do uh, some auditions for? I haven't really been going out to auditions much because again, I've like sorry to keep talking about stand up, but I've kind of traded it in yes, yeah. mentally. Like I just can't take auditions anymore. We I can't would, take yeah. it, so I just figured stand up is really the best audition possible, and it's completely on your terms. Yes, and, yeah, stand up's pretty amazing for your career. It is. It yeah. is. It's on your terms. They can see what you. They can see what I can do. Yeah automatically yeah. and i've already benefited from it more than any other audition you know I, I don't think we ever go on another audition ever yeah i don't care if i ever do either i yeah. don't care i just like i i don't even i'm not even on that radar anymore yeah. it's such a waste of time and it, waste of money it, <laughs> it really like, is yes it's it's soul sucking it's the most soul sucking experience i've ever had in my life i totally agree 
Yeah, and I can't believe how long we did it for. It just, oh my God, I could just kill myself thinking about it. But I did have, but all my auditions were exactly like that. Like a room full of little people. Everyone's like, okay, who's smaller? <laughs> like seriously, that exact same look. Okay, wait, who's shorter? And then you single out like, oh, no, he's too tall. Forget it. He's out. He's out. He's four foot tall. He forget it. Yeah, and then they're all bitchy and not nice. Yeah, that's the thing that kills me is like, yeah. you think you'd have a lot in common with all these people. No, but, um, they're jerks. Yeah, you could compare notes, but oh, no, no. No, Very no. competitive. Yes. Well, we all did another gig together, which was, uh, I think, about seven years ago. We did a gig for a company called Qualcomm who apparently was uh, hemorrhaging money because they were doing these massive parties down in San Diego. They did them at a, a hotel, and they did a Halloween party, and then they did a, a Christmas party, I think it was. But the Halloween party, I don't know if you... Did you do the Christmas party too? I don't think I did the Christmas party. I don't remember. Okay, well, we... But I did the Halloween one. We definitely did a Halloween party. I we, never even understood what it was. I think my understanding is it was a like a corporate party where they uh, rent the entire hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they invite, I think it's like everybody who's involved with the company from different countries. And uh, uh, it was just incredibly expensive and decadent. The yes. entire, they hired, it had to be a hundred performers, if not more. Talented mm. people with skills, you yes. know, because there's like a circus. Food, everywhere you look, there's some food. And they hire us, Bibi and myself. We were hired to be twins, essentially. We <laughs> walk around as twins. We <laughs> they put us. Oh. They couldn't get that for free. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, we were. What we did was we were dressed in some black clothing with some ghostly faces. We walk around like two twin ghosts. That mm. was our job for the night. Mm. And we get paid how much money? I can't remember. But it was it was kind of sweet because we got to be quiet and we got to glare at people. Yes, mm-hmm. two we're things twin, we're very twin good ghosts. At doing. Yes. yes, so we could. I love when you guys are. <laughs> character like that it's so good <laughs> and for us you know it was kind of a party because we had uh, friends like dr mango kitty diggins uh, pretty much everyone i knew was there mr uncertain mr yes. uncertain was there as well you also you were hired do you remember what your character was at yes that? i do i remember i was just an ugly troll <laughs> <laughs> That was a scary troll. <laughs> Which for me was hilarious yeah. because you're a very glamorous lady. So to see you, <laughs> to see you, you dressed as a troll for no good reason. <laughs> but you know what? I um, It was fine. I remember it paid a lot. Well, yeah. for doing nothing, basically. For right. wandering around like a troll. Yes. But it was great because I didn't have to talk to anyone. Good, yeah. yes. I was wearing prosthetic, like a prosthetic nose. They spent a lot of time on your makeup, I remember. They did. They did. I was fully... And I was comfortable. I was just wearing flats. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Comfortable flats and um, just some like burlap sack. <laughs> and my hair was a fucked up mess. Like I just rolled out of bed. It was basically like I just rolled out of bed. Yeah. And now I'm going to this party. And I'm getting paid to hang out with my friends exactly. and eat and drink. Yes. That's basically what we did. But actually, and it, it does sound all fun and like what an amazing way to like earn a paycheck. But we know the reality is... It's very draining. People don't yeah. appreciate that it's still a job mm-hmm. and it's still exhausting. And what's so draining, it reminds me of working in a bar, like when I wor- used to work at um, Brick Tops or, uh-huh. you know, I used to do other nights there too. Like, anyway, just working in a bar, you, it's the same feeling of like, oh, these like drunk assholes. Yes. They just want to touch you and they yeah. just want to talk to you all night and they suck the life out of yes. you. And it's not like you're partying. And, right, and it's it, hard to be the sober one at Yes. The, 
at the party full of drunks. It's also yes. hours and hours. Yeah, after hour three, it's uh, you're like, oh, this is gonna end soon, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. But it was an interesting experience. You know, yeah. I'm glad that we did it. It wasn't a bad way to earn a check. Yeah. Yes. And it was kind of cool to see our circle is kind of big, and there were people from all these different little circles that mm-hmm. were all brought together. So, no, that was the comfort running into a familiar face. Yes. <gasps> yeah. You're here I too. Yeah. <laughs> so take me with you. <laughs> Yeah, that was nice to see familiar faces. Also, yeah. like sharing your pain. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah, taking just a second to be bitter, you know, and then having to go back into the crowd and mm-hmm. be entertaining. And but it was like every uh, creative person I knew in Los Angeles was yeah, at this hotel. Yeah, we were all there. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it happened. I, I me too, yeah. me too. Are you kidding? It beats like an office job. Nope, yeah. Exactly. Any day. Yeah. It kind of inspired us that night to come up with the... All of us kind of had this idea based on what we experienced that night. Being hired for, you know, just because of how you look. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are very special. And, um, yeah, and just uh, all the ridiculous things you would hear. You know, people have the strangest questions, and we got a lot of them that night. Um, a lot of, you know, are you psychic? And if I, you know, can I pinch you, she feel it, that type of thing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, think th- you think they ask that just because they are drunk? Maybe. Well, one thing that happens a lot um, with strangers really um are uh they're they're uh if i'm interacting with them like on a business level or just for whatever reason i got to interact with this person they're very like paranoid about offending me which i appreciate you know they're being thoughtful but it's like overboard it's like it's really just coming from a place of guilt for their good fortune Mm -hmm. Uh has nothing to do with being considerate with me um but they're just like paranoid like they don't want to offend so for example uh i was once taking a flight this was right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. I was taking an international flight uh, to Europe. The, I go to the, the airline ticket counter to get my ticket, and the guy did not ask for my passport because he didn't want to <laughs> offend me. He's just all like, where are you going? And then I'm like, I gave him my information verbally, and then he's all freaked out like, I don't know what his trip was. I don't know. And then he just gives me the ticket, asked no questions, didn't ask for ID. Wow. That's you not a bad thing it. at all. I know. It's actually, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. And then also when I was younger and used to party a lot and stuff, I um, I never waited in line at clubs like or events. Uh-huh. Never waited in line. I would just, I was an asshole. I, I just uh, waltz right in. Like and like bouncers would be like, oh, uh, uh. they don't want to offend you by asking you to. Yeah, they didn't offend. They wouldn't want to offend me by asking for ID or checking to see if my name's on the list. Uh-huh. I used to go to like I remember I did it once for like this major fashion show. There was this huge line around the block, and um, and I just fucking walked right in, just like what? Yeah. Don't discriminate against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you've referred to that as um, playing the little card. Yes, that's me playing the little card. But I feel I know it's a jerky behavior, but I used to feel like um, kind of a little bit now still that it's at least the perk society can give me. Yes. You know, for all the like crappy stuff I got to deal with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, Do you still, so I feel kind of justified. Yeah. Do you still uh, use this? Do you still? Oh, no, um, you, kind of. Yeah. I actually used it last night. I. Um, <laughs> Last night, you know, I've been doing a show this weekend over at the uh, the Sweat Spot, mm-hmm. Ryan Heffington's dance 
company thing. I've heard very good things about it. Um, yeah, it's really a great, great show. And the the parking sucks. It's very limited. And there's this parking lot that's adjacent to the venue, but we're not really supposed to use it because mm-hmm. some like religious wackos own it on the weekend. I don't know what the deal is. But I just like pulled right in. All the parking spots were like reserved with cones. Uh-huh. And I just pulled right in. I removed the cone. <laughs> I made myself a <laughs> VIP spot. And the parking guy who was like, you know, manning the religious people's mm-hmm. parking. He was, I saw him, he was about to be like, hey, you, you know, but then he saw me jump out of the car and I'm little. <laughs> and then he just backed off. That was enough. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Meanwhile, someone little. else was getting their car towed. Wow. I know, it's horrible. It's, it's ugly. No, no, no. But it's, I'm I just like, just you fine. know what? You know what it's like for me to go grocery shopping? Or do oh laundry. Oh my god, it must be so difficult. It is very difficult. <laughs> How do you say it? Very difficult. People should really uh, do your laundry and grocery shopping for you. I agree. That's the government should provide me an assistant. I really think so, yes. <laughs> a really uh, hot assistant. Yeah, you know, just a just a young man, a helper man who uh, can carry yeah. the laundry. Very strong man. Yes. yes. Like why why don't they have that? With a government job with benefits. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. I need me that <laughs> young strong man. Well, that's awesome. That's um. So you have a you're comfortable with your sense of entitlement. I see. Yes, I get away with murder. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. But I feel like I get so many assholes I have to deal with. Yes. So it does. It does balance out. I mean, it, it should. Kind of it should out. balance out. Yeah. I feel like it's my own induced karma like hmm, okay sort of <laughs> well, so i'm very happy to hear that <laughs> now i want to figure out how we can play with this too uh, how anyone can play with it my goodness speaking <laughs> of people who maybe do things that aren't that great uh, i believe you have a hit single called calling it out <laughs> yes <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about this song i saw the video mm. i did not know you could drive a spaceship well yes i do i was very <laughs> impressed by that i do it's parked right out front you were performing in a coliseum mm-hmm. that was amazing as well with the ships and uh, party people and stuff mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about this song and uh, what it means we played it at the the opening of the show so you already heard some uh, yeah. some bits of it can you tell us a little about it yes i can i'd love to well uh the nutshell of it is uh, that it was really an inside joke that went far. Mm-hmm. I um, How do I explain this? Because it really makes no sense. Um, we Okay, me and a group of friends, we were doing movie night mm-hmm. over at uh, my girlfriend Jackie Beat's house. Yes. And, of Jackie Beat. Yeah, Jackie <laughs> Beat, the world's greatest drag queen. Uh, so we were at her house and we rented, uh, <laughs> for no reason, we rented Existence starring Jennifer Jason Lee. It's yes, a really I've seen it. yeah, it's yeah. a weird '90s futuristic time travel movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. It's super <laughs> duper '90s. It's really weird. So while we're watching the movie, we were calling out stuff in the movie, like um, whenever Jennifer Jason Lee's hair was crimped, mm-hmm. that meant she was in the future. Oh. <laughs> so we were like, you know, crimped hair. You know, we just kept calling it out all night and cracking up watching this silly, you know, future movie. And um, and then that night, Calpurnia Adams, also a really uh, great friend of ours, um, she's so talented. She went home and wrote the song, inspired by everything we were calling out in the movie. Oh. So the next morning, I wake up, I check my email, and she'd already emailed me the song. She's like, I wrote this last night. <laughs> Just for fun. Awesome. It's just calling it out. But then we rewrote it together. Um, really her. We rewrote it. And it was just a little more mean-spirited now. 
because now we're just calling out things that um just to be bitchy like hairy back dog face it's just so mean-spirited man hands yeah man <laughs> hands so uh so that's really how it came about and then Calpurnia just fully produced it and my friend William Butler the director uh, of the video offered to make a video for me and so we just went for it I thought it was pretty amazing <laughs> everybody just kind of pitched in and donated their incredible professional talents and um, that's why it's such a beautiful video I got really lucky and um, Dave Matherly um, is a CGI artist um, who uh, William Butler often works with and he did like something like I don't like $60,000 worth of wow. CGI like for free oh. like for fun <laughs> and um, I, 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 I'm just still overwhelmed by their generosity isn't that nice when you have creative friends who mm -hmm. they come together for like passion project or just something yeah. they're interested in doing yeah you know and they're so talented and all of a sudden you have this amazing thing just because you are you have great friends absolutely I, I feel so so lucky uh, it just, yeah it was um it was a real family affair I love that. I love that about uh, people that I meet in LA. You know, for mm -hmm. example, you, you know, it's mm -hmm. like I'm just, I feel so lucky that I have such uh, great friends and that we have a network of people that we know that mm -hmm. is so amazing. Yeah, I feel like that's the only way to survive in this town. Yes. I mean, it's, it's pretty brutal here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why a lot of people come and they hate it and then they give up. There are some amazing people in Los Angeles. You just have to find them. Yes. And then once you have your little circle, mm -hmm. uh, as you were saying, it's like a protective wall against everyone else. Mm -hmm. And LA is a mishmash of people from all over the world. Yeah. Everyone's trying to figure out from everyone else how to act and mm -hmm. how to succeed. And it's, it's so valuable to have... Yeah, and with this community we've created, it's um, we're able to remain inspired yeah. and um, and remain genuine and just not lose sight of what really drives us is which is art mm -hmm. and creativity and um, and this is the very special town where we have an opportunity to make money at it, you know, and all the transplants that come from other towns, they're not Los Angelinos, they're from somewhere else, you know. I and do kind of feel that that's where people come here with this preconceived notion of like it's cutthroat and I need to do, you know I need to be a badass and it's usually the transplants who are saying that LA people are shallow. Yeah, and what? it's the transplants that are shallow. Exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> we just live here. Except for us, we come from uh, Saint Etienne to Los Angeles, but I think we. That uh, is true. You think that we are like California girls now? Well, you're you're definitely French girls. I don't know. I don't think you can ever shake your. Parisian past. That is true. Yes, L just like your Tijuana past. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could take the girl out of the Eiffel Tower, but you can't get the Eiffel Tower out of the girl. Oh my! If you don't lie, it would be ugly. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, the Louvre. The Louvre. <laughs> well, as you said, the communities that we have uh, fosters creativity whilst being genuine, and I mm. think that is a great way to sum up your stand-up. And I think that is why it resonates with so many people because it is you um you. boiled down yes. and accessible mm -hmm. and extremely funny yes. and um so we are really excited to see the different stages in your career yes and we wish you tons of luck with stand-up thank yes. you so much mm -hmm. merci merci thank you so much for being on our show Selene. thank you who knew 10 years ago that uh, we'd be sitting around this uh, professional uh, recording studio um. yeah this is a very <laughs> fancy studio i wish the audience could see it <laughs> congratulations merci <laughs> what i'm calling it out <laughs>